you know, Paul wrote 14 epistles. 14 of the 27 books in the New Testament are written by Paul. And Peter wrote two <laughs> with a total of about eight chapters. Which is, you know, we, we all highly esteem Peter quite a bit. He was quite a predominant character when the Lord was... Yeah, through the Gospels when the Lord was there. Made a lot of mistakes. Did a lot of maybe funny things that we probably would have done. But then you get into this chapter. Right. You know, and he says, he starts off saying, Peter, a called chosen one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul, a Peter, an apostle of Christ Jesus to the sojourners of the dispersion of Pontius, Galatia, Cap- Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Mm-hmm. So Peter, that, that name was given to, given to him by the Lord from mm-hmm. Cephas as a transformed one. Mm-hmm. It indicated when the Lord said, you're going to be Peter, that means you're no longer, you know, this wild person. You're a transformed one. Simon. Yeah, yeah, from mm-hmm. Simon to Peter. A precious stone. Mm-hmm. A precious stone goes through a lot of transformation. Um, but it's interesting, in Peter's eight, of, eight uh, chapters, um, that he uses particular words that Paul never uses some really unique adjectives that Paul never uses. Um, One being the precious blood. Mm -hmm. Precious. You know, Paul talks about we're redeemed in the blood, Mm -hmm. but Peter says precious blood, which indicates something has been brought into his being about... Appreciation. Yeah, about this blood is precious. And he uses more adjectives that are very, very deep, like incorruptible, Mm -hmm. unfading glory, divine power, incorruptible seed, living and abiding word of God, Mm -hmm. grace of life. Mm -hmm. These are some really intense adjectives that he uses. And even some of the words that he uses are even hard to translate into in, from the original into into English. Um, so we see that Peter has a very deep view on some of these things, and a, and has a different, you know, something more that that Paul didn't include in, in some of his. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, something that's interesting, I really appreciate. Uh, some just to give kind of a background of these, this epistle of Peter, First and Second Peter, uh, the span of Peter's writing goes from eternity past, where he says um, the Lord was chosen in the foreknowledge of God the, the Father. Lordship. The Father chose us, right? Yeah, before the foundation, the foundation, right? In uh, one two, so the span is even <coughs> quite extensive. It goes from eternity past. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then in 2 Peter 3.13, it goes to the eternity future, mm-hmm. talking about hoping for a new heavens and new earth and eternity. Mm-hmm. So Paul's little eight chapters spans from eternity past to eternity future. 
Um, and the scope, we see that um, we see that he addresses the Jews were in dispersion. Right. Um, they were dispersed. Mm -hmm. They're even said to be the seeds of the gospel. Mm -hmm. So the Lord did that to disperse them into many different parts uh, between the Black Sea and all that whole region as seeds of the gospel. Um, uh, so, anyway, then what, what, is the, what is the subject? What's the subject of First and Second Peter? What might you think the, the subject, the main subject of First and Second Peter might be, if you had to guess? <laughs> well, anyway, think about that. But he uses this word chosen at the very beginning, very beginning, which indicates something of, uh, it gives a hint, but it gives a hint that there's something of God's divine government. Right. That's brought out in these two epistles. Um, it's and government is different from kingdom. Mm -hmm. So you may have the kingdom of Britain, say that whole kingdom, but then within that kingdom, there's a government. Mm -hmm. There's there's rules. There's laws. There's regulations. There's mandates. There's expectations. Ways to live. Mm -hmm. Things you cannot. You can do. Uh, the way you should. Uh, over there, you, you can't drive on the left-hand side of the car. You have to drive on the right-hand side of the car, you know, and you drive on the opposite side of the street. Um, but in this, uh, these, these two books, we see something of God's government, especially heavily in chapter 2, where he talks about how we should conduct ourselves. So these are some things to kind of look for and uh, things to look forward to. It's really interesting to see his government in these two, in these two books. Um, but this matter of being chosen before the foundations of the earth, uh, and that also indicates something that he was chosen in the foreknowledge of God the Father right. through the sanctification of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, and what's the, what's the last word there? Uh, sanctification of the Spirit unto the obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. That's right. So you see the foreknowledge of God the Father. So there's the Father. Right. And then the sanctification, this, this chosen gets carried out by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. So you see, and then once somebody receives this, and then they are they receive the redemption of the mm -hmm. Lord, then that's completed. Mm -hmm. So you see that there's something of the triune God working. Mm -hmm. The Father, Father's choosing, the Spirit seeking mm -hmm. and sanctifying, bringing us to Him, and then the Son's redeeming us. So very, very amazing, even in this first you know, couple verses, we see... Um, Right. The triune God operating. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it's interesting how the Lord always works in the matter and the principle of the, of the triune God. It's not just the Lord, mm -hmm. but it's the Father doing something, the Spirit doing something, and the Son working together mm -hmm. always in His operation. Yeah. 
Um, another thing that I really appreciated, I, I think I'll just kind of end with this point that I really enjoyed was on this matter of grace. Mm. Um, this is something also that Paul doesn't quite bring out, mm -hmm. but there are four unique expressions of grace that uh, Peter brings out. Grace of life, multiplied grace, very grace, and all grace. Hmm. And um, so in one one we see, uh, what does it say? Uh, let's see. Is that first? Or is that second Peter? Uh -huh. I, might, I might have gotten my verses mixed up. But um, grace and peace be multiplied. Um, let's see, which verse was that? One, two. Actually, it's verse 2, right? Yes. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. Right. Uh, multiplied grace. So grace and peace can be <coughs> multiplied. So it's um, mm -hmm. the grace that you've already received, right? Paul talks about that the saints would have grace. Mm -hmm. They would have peace. But Peter talks about this grace that you've received, they would multiply. So there's something more here. Yeah. So uh, there's multiplied grace. Uh, so something that we've already received, that it would become multiplied yeah. in our experience. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the very grace. Uh, let's see if I got that verse. There's also the grace of life. Too. Yeah, also the grace of life. Mm -hmm. um, but there's the very <coughs> grace. So the different aspects of grace. The yeah. different facets. The different you know, mm -hmm. categories of grace. And then, um, let's see, then the very grace, and then we would grow in grace, mm -hmm. and then the all <coughs> grace, all <coughs> grace of God. So eventually it would end up with this all grace. Mm -hmm. And what is grace? Grace is the enjoyment of God. Right. Mm -hmm. Grace is God coming to us that we can enjoy Him. Mm -hmm. And in our experience, to me, this is really what I really appreciate, this matter of grace, because in our experiences, you know, Peter talks about you're going to have troubles and tribulations and that actually the government starts in his own house. Yes. He talks about that in one of the verses that... Um, discipline or the government starts in his own house and he says if if this happens to us who are saved how what then happens to those who are not saved you know so yeah right so in our situations it's not that the lord wants to just take all these things away from us and give us a pretty happy life but that we would enjoy the varied aspects of God's grace in all these very mixed and different circumstances we all have. Right. And so that was really that was something I really appreciated in this in this book is this these different varied aspects and enjoyments of grace, which is just God Himself, what we need in all our experiences. Lord, I need I need more of your grace more today. Grace. Uh, I've got a different situation today. Lord, I need your grace. Mm -hmm. You know, you have children. Now you need more grace. Right. And he talks about if you don't have children, you're not going to experience that grace. Right. <laughs> so right. you might need to have some children to experience that kind of grace. Mm -hmm. 
uh, get married, you have a different type right. of grace. You're going to need a different type of grace for that. Grace of life. Yeah, grace yeah. of That's life. Fellow heirs in the yeah. grace of life. So anyway, I just, it's a, my humble stab at doing an opening on <laughs> 1 Peter. Uh, but it's definitely overwhelming, everything that's in these verses. There's a, there's a lot here. Um, so I think we should be very uh, looking forward to reading this, this these couple chapters, eight yeah. chapters of Peter. They're very rich. So.